This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. My name's Chris Miller. My name is Paul Anderson. My name's Mark Boyd. Hello. My name is Derek Combs, and I listen to the Blue Army Podcast. My name is Maddie Robson, and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. But now I can't seem to... Oh, dear. All right, no, this should be fine. All right, okay, I'm happy with the setup now. I've got everything sort of moving around. Everything should be pretty much fine. Once again, thank you both for joining me this evening and um, I'll kick things off there, eh? I'll get things going. Um, I'm going to start things with a bit of an update about episode 100, so uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll kick things off, we'll kick things off. Oh, how's it going? Welcome back to the Blue Army Podcast, this is of course episode 97 and I am absolutely buzzing to be joined by the two men I like to call the Cumbrian Brain Trust. That's right, I'm talking about Wills and Liam. Welcome back lads, how are you doing? Not bad, not bad at all. (laughs) A lot better than last week. Yeah, yeah, I've got my coffee. I've got my coffee, and uh, and we and we've won a game. You know, uh, the hangover has literally lifted, uh, not just for me, but for Carlisle United's run of form as well. And uh, lads, just before I dive in, this is of course episode ninety-seven of the Blue Army podcast, and that means we are fastly approaching episode. 100 and I have been on the hunt trying to track down an attractive interview with somebody but unfortunately things seem to be a bit difficult to confirm at the moment and the person that I did have in mind is currently recovering from surgery and that's all we'll say about that for now so it's misty waters with that interview going <laughs> forward so i'm back on the market scrambling around for another interview and hopefully i'll get that in time for episode 100 but just in case just in case listeners yeah. episode 100 just ends up being episode 100 well we'll just have to make do we'll just have to make do you know i mean like People are busy. We've got some uh, plans. Promotion time, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's one of those. We've got, we've got some plans in motion. But yeah, yeah 
you know, uh, we'll just see. We'll just see how things go. But if episode one hundred is just, you know, good old episode one hundred, uh, <laughs> and then maybe we'll let a few things out the bag from there. We'll see. We'll see what happens going forward, lads. That was a bit of a poo start to the podcast. To be completely <laughs> honest. <laughs> a, bit of a, dud, a bit of a dull and we don't normally start things like that round here on the blue army podcast we normally start things with a bit of a joke and a bit of a laugh and that means it's time for one thing and one thing only boys it's time for the blue army podcast joke of the week is he having a laugh i think he's trying to Come, 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 come. <laughs> Are you ready, boys? Ready, yes. Oh, ready to have a Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Why aren't koalas qualified as bears? Oh, I, I don't know. Why aren't koalas qualified as bears? Because they don't have the right qualifications. <laughs> 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 that'll, that, yeah, yeah, no, that'll do. That'll do. Um, we'll Genuinely, have... the highlight of my yeah. weekly session. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you never know what you're gonna get. No, no, and like, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too no, bad. Wasn't like, too like, bad. It's definitely been worse. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely been worse. It's definitely been worse, lads. Let's move on with your segment, gentlemen, the way we like to kick off with some news. It's time for the League Two Roundup, where we get to... Find out what's happening here. Find out what's happening there. Because it's the League Two Roundup with Liam and Will. Hey. Right, who's kicking things off this week, lads? Um, should I do it? Um... Yeah, start from the bottom. Yeah, so I'm doing the bottom this week. So, I mean, like, you know, we got our roundup off a few weeks ago to, like, a really good start with all kinds of, like, interesting shenanigans going on with Crawley and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, you know, the last couple of weeks, we're just keeping tabs on the relegation battle and on the promotion battle. So I've had a look at the bottom of the table, um, you know, down that end. And I feel like it's now starting to become a bit of a four-horse race. Um, Gillingham are in 20th, but they've been on good form and pulling away. Um, Just above them, you've got Newport, who've won two of the last four, and Colchester, who prior to us being beaten, they were on a good unbeaten spell. Um, then you've got teams like Grimsby and Crew, who seem to be mid-table. So um, you've got Harrogate in 21st, who are three points clear of the relegation places. Hartlepool are just one point clear. And then Crawley and Rochdale. And it, I think it's going to be... Um, two from those four and I'd be surprised if one of those two wasn't Rochdale they're an absolutely diabolical form, <laughs> only one point from the last six games only five wins all season um, they, they they weren't one of the teams that started the season right down there but they've been just sliding down and down and they're now six points adrift um, Jim Bentley there in charge doesn't seem to be working and just looking at what kind of like the Rochdale fans are saying at the moment, they don't seem to be giving themselves much chance of escaping. Above them, you've got our favourite 
our favourite crypto nerds, crypto creepies, crawly. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure there's a few uh, listeners who wouldn't be too disappointed to see Crawley go back down to non-league. Um, <laughs> they are one point behind Hartlepool and they have a much better goal difference and they do have three, no, sorry, yes, yeah, three games in hand on them. Um, I guess they must have had some postponements earlier in the season. So, you know, they're on poor form, not all, you know, not all doom and gloom for Crawley. But, you know, we know what their owners are like. So, you know, we expect some expect some kind of like strange, some strange moves from them or something. Maybe they'll sack their manager again. Who knows? Maybe they'll kind of bring in a free agent from like, I don't know, America or something. Who knows? (laughs) At the moment, they're down there, and just a bit, just ahead of them is Hartlepool under our old friend Keith Curl. Um, they 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 got a draw last time out and have just just moved out of the relegation places. As I say, Crawley do have three games in hand on them, and just above them, Harrogate, who. You know that win they scored, uh, that freak win they got against us, um, their only mm. win in quite a while, um, well their only win from the last six at least, and they you know they're three points clear, poor form, and you know they other teams below them are worse it seems, but they definitely have to watch out, uh, watch out below them, and on Tuesday Harrogate travelled to Grimsby. Hartlepool play Newport. Newport, one of the teams I mentioned to are down there, but seem to be good enough to avoid it. Rochdale hosts Stockport. So Hart- Crawley don't play, so Hartlepool will have four games in hand on Crawley. So be interesting to see what happens there. I mean, if Hartlepool were to lose that, then, you know, they're definitely in deep, deep shiz. But um, yeah, I think I think it'll be I think it'll definitely be Rochdale though. Um, yeah, I think and I think Gillingham and everyone above, not safe, but I can't see them getting dragged into it. I think Gillingham will definitely be safe. Yeah, and you know the fact that they're on twentieth after this great form makes me think that the teams above them should be fine too. I'm just looking at the form table and uh, Gillingham. There's quite a lot of green on their form. You know, like green, it's green for the win. So it's quite a lot of green on there. And you can, you can kind of like just see if you look at the table, it gets greener as you go up. But those four at the bottom, only three wins between the th- between the four of them out of the last six. Whereas Gillingham have four wins in the last six just themselves. So there's a bit of a yeah. drop off in form as well below Gillingham. Yeah. Nice to see that things are staying interesting at the bottom of the league. But this season, us as Carlisle United fans don't necessarily have to concern ourselves with that. I mean, it was at this point last season that Paul Simpson came in and steered us to... I mean, where did we finish last season? Was it like 16th or something we ended up finishing? Um, I think it was last lower. Season, 18th, of, I think it was. Yeah, we, did, we did kind of finish the season on a little bit of poor form and kind of slid back down a bit, I think. Yeah, I remember getting beat we by were... Bradford. Yeah, but I, mean, yeah, I think at one point and... we were thinking could we finish in the top half? But no danger of that this <laughs> Very season. Ambitious. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you've got stuff to talk about, Liam. Yeah, and you know that all concerns the top half of the table this uh, this week. 
very, very interesting the going ons, especially the very tippity top of the table. You know, Leighton Orient did their usual. They got a win over Crawley. Like, I don't want to say this because we play them next week, but who can't get a win over Crawley? Um, it was a 1 0 win for Leighton Orient. Um, that's definitely going to come back to bite me saying that, but I'll, I'll keep it. <laughs> I'll try to um, knock on some wood, on <laughs> but, uh, but, anyways, and then, um, Stevenage in second place would be by Stockport County. Now, as Carlisle always in third place in the automatic promotion places, I'm not so worried about Northampton, who also lost today. I think they're really going to drop off massively this season. And I think we're going to go into that third place. And I think the main contenders for that are going to be Stockport, who got a win today. And um, was it Mansfield? Mansfield as well. Yeah. Somebody. Because uh, they're on absolutely unstoppable form at the minute. Tranmere aren't having their best season, but Mansfield just pushed them aside extremely easily the way they did with us. They're in, they're on a extremely good form. Uh, but yeah, elsewhere, I, I, I briefly mentioned Northampton got beat by Grimsby in the 91st minute. Real big uh, blow for Northampton, and it just seems like things can't go right for them at the minute. Um, but apart from that, Swindon beat Salford, another big boost for Carlisle. Salford, one of those... Um, teams in the playoffs, towards the top end of the playoffs. Uh, Bradford, who were sort of fighting for that playoff promotion place, being beat by Barra. Barra getting the first win in quite a while. Um, and, you know, I, I I love that they beat Bradford. I just think you've got Bradford, who are this team that all you hear from their fans is that they're far too big for this league. And then they get <laughs> they get beat by a team like Barra, who I think they only have a roof on two of their stands. You know, <laughs> <laughs> worst ground I've been to in quite some time, Barra. But I just think it's absolutely <laughs> unreal that Barrow have beat them at Bradford as well. Um, but yeah, great doubt for the Barrow fans that went all the uh, five of them. But um, yeah, fantastic <laughs> to see. <laughs> it's okay. I don't think any of them listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and of course, Carlisle beat Col- Colchester, but I'm sure you'll go on to talk- speak about that. Mm. Well, that's it, isn't it? I mean, what a difference a week can make. And maybe last week when we were doing the podcast, things were starting to look a little bit tighter between us and the bottom of the playoffs and us and the automatic places. But at the moment, we seem to have achieved a little bit of a cushion and things seem to be cruising in the right direction. And moving into Carlisle United-related news, somebody that has cruised into a one-year extension is 35-year-old Rolls-Royce defender, Paul Huntington. I'm happy with this one, lads. I, I, I honestly feel like this is a player that with confidence is only going to get better. He's potentially the best centre-back at this level, in his position in a three-man defence. And you've got to be happy with this. There's also, just a caveat to this gentleman, the possibility of another year extension if Paul Huntington achieves another set number of caps next year. Liam, are you happy with this one, mate? 35 years of age. Can you see Paul playing until he's 37? I can definitely see him playing another year. Um, But I think... Best case scenario, we're in League One next season. Best case scenario, then we stay up. I'm not entirely sure that a 37-year-old Paul Huntington will quite make it at League One level starting every week. But, that, of course, saying that, maybe he doesn't need to start every week. He is absolutely brilliant, though. Um, And I think one-year contract extension is really deserved because he's been really, really good. I just, I'm, I'm a little bit scared that maybe aging another year, going a league above, best case scenario, obviously, a year after that might be a little bit too much, but 
we'll we'll have to see because you've got players in this league. Like, you remember Kevin Ellison? He played till he was like what forty something. Uh, Ian Henderson, who I think is playing for, uh, he was at Salford for a little bit, wasn't he? I'm yeah, not sure where he is Rochdale now. now. Oh, but well, he might, might not be in League Two for that much longer. Then, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. There is the, there are these odd players that play well into their late thirties, and look, he's played at a lot higher level. I think he's good enough, but it's just whether he can keep it up for another two years. Yeah, I mean, as yeah. a defender as well. So, you know, yeah. the slower you get um, as a defender, the more you'll get exploited. Yeah. But, you know, one year it's based on appearances. So if he if he earns another extension next year because we're in League One and he does well there as well, might that might be like the year where he doesn't feature as much, but he'll have still earned his extension and I'm sure like Simo wouldn't you know if if we use him next year as well I'm sure Simo will be thinking like beyond that to have someone yeah. else because he'll be 37 yeah I feel like as well he'll probably go into a sort of player coach role that's that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from this that he'll, he'll maybe go on into the coaching team at some point but yeah I presume he still lives around here yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's the one year extension uh, that that's just been signed. It was triggered by Paul, uh, signed by Paul. Um, all on the players. So uh, obviously, managers called Paul and the players called Paul. Sorry, it was all on the players yeah. um, under the players' control in, in this circumstance. You know, he, yeah. he decided he triggered it. It was triggered by the amount of appearances that he made, and then he was the one that decided to to sign that extension. So he's obviously happy here as well. Um, and like I said earlier, I feel like he's a player that thrives on underconfidence. And I feel like if we can maybe use him in, better in a couple more set pieces and he can contribute with two, three, four, five goals a season, you know, by the end of the season, you know, I feel like he's the sort of guy that can really get us there. There's more that we can get out of Paul Huntington, even though he is 35 years old. I feel like there's still improvements that we can see from him. And uh, it's a smart decision uh, from everybody all round, that Paul's going to be here for one more year. Uh, opportunities are arising all over the world of football. And on this occasion, gentlemen, I'm talking about a former Carlisle United trainee, former Carlisle United goalkeeper. Don't worry, lads, it's not guest the player just yet. I'll tell you <laughs> it is. It's, it's, it's Mark Gillespie. Um, and his opportunity <laughs> to potentially make... Uh, his well, it's not his debut, but he's a third choice, fourth choice goalkeeper over at Newcastle. And because of a, a hell of a mistake by Nick Pope, who's now been suspended for the Caribou, Caribou, Carabao, Caribou Cup final against Manchester United, and Martin Dubrovka is cup tied because he's on loan from Manchester United. Mark could step in and play at Wembley this Sunday, or it could be. Loris Carriers, Will. <laughs> yeah. Mark. <laughs> I'd, love to see Mark. I'd love to see Mark Gillespie. I think it'll probably be Carriers, though. Um, you know, he he has played at this level before. Uh, Gillespie at Newcastle is one of those where I think he's kind of been taken there more to work on the coaching. And um, I was like, still only in his early 30s, I guess, but. I think Carius is considered to be ahead of Gillespie. Um, it's not good news for Newcastle, though, either way. Um, I feel like 
Man U rubbing their hands together, Marcus Rashford's salivating at the prospect of facing a third or fourth choice keeper. (laughs) (laughs) On his form at the moment. Yeah, Liam, do you agree with that? Do you think we're going to see uh, Carriers over Gillespie? Yeah, I couldn't tell you, to be honest, but I think you've got to take into account that a few years ago, Gillespie was playing in the Johnson's Paint Trophy final and a few years ago, Lloris Carius was playing in the Champions League final. Um, so, so there is quite a difference in the yeah. experience. Yeah. He, hasn't... Fair, he hasn't covered himself in glory, really, has he, in finals, uh, Lloris Carius. Uh, no. A good game. So, um... <laughs> yeah, apparently he's played very little senior football in the last couple of years. Same yeah. as Gillespie, to be fair. Yeah, so they're both keepers who... He, really Gillespie was at Motherwell for a little bit, wasn't he? And he has actually played a few times for Newcastle in the Carabao Cup in the last right. few years. And yeah. Although on the in the same breath, Carius has been over to Besiktas. Yeah, and I think they were. I don't think he did particularly well. No, I think he did awful. Yeah, <laughs> as, I think his confidence is just shot. But have you seen Carius? He's absolutely ripped now. Like, yeah, but <laughs> just, after that mistake, he's just gone to the gym and just like, yeah. Yeah. And just massively overcompensated. <laughs> But yeah, give it Gillespie. Yeah, you've got him. He's the hometown boy. <laughs> like man. Come on, like it's Jordy. Yeah, I'd like to see. Gotta give it to Gillespie. It, come on, Eddie Howe's the manager over there. He's an English manager. He knows what it means. <laughs> like you say, like Carius has got a terrible record in finals. He's had a terrible run over at uh, Shakhtar. He's done awful for the last sort of like three to four years of his career since that Champions League final. You know, you're going to give Mark the nods. And he's, Mark's still got room to grow as well at the end of the day. And, and and you could still see him ship off somewhere for four to five million, say, if he has a good couple of appearances at Newcastle. But, you know, his career still got opportunities to grow. And uh, I, I'd go with Mark. I'd have to go with Mark. But that's the romantic in me, maybe, in football. <laughs> well, put it this way. I'd much rather have Gillespie back at Carlisle than I would like to have Carriers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can bring his Charlie and his vodka. <laughs> a lads, uh, a player uh, or an ex-player, uh, an ex-Carly United player that we touched on last week with Jared Bramthwaite. So we don't really need to discuss this necessarily, but it was in the headlines. Uh, there was an interview with Sean Dyche, who recently was interviewed and told said newspaper. I'm not, I don't know which newspaper it was. I should have probably noted that down. That he has spoken to Jared Branthwaite on the phone just to say hello, just to check in on him and to talk about uh, how Jared's loan has been going in his eyes and has been quite quiet on Jared's future. But you would say with Everton in the position that they are in at the moment and how well Jared's doing and the sort of manager that Sean Dyche is, who does tend to actually favour British players and uh, young British talent, Jared could very easily uh, be seeing his way back into the Everton lineup next season. And we might have to wait for another year uh, before there's any kind of potential cash-in for any kind of transfer fee. But, gentlemen, we've talked that to death. We've talked that to death. But something we haven't done to death yet is one of our newest features here on the Blue Army podcast. It's time for the game that you play as a team. It's time for True Blue or not a blue. Diddly, 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 do. <laughs> you ready, boys? Here we go. Yeah. Born ready. I've got only got, I've got three of them this week. Yeah. Three of them this week for you. Yeah, the, we when are they from? Have you gone for the particular area? We've gone for, 
Oh, we've gone from 90s and we've actually crept into the 2000s this time. Ooh, just to, okay. But to be fair, like when you do get into the 2000s, it's like, yeah, they're easily going to get yeah. all of these people. You know what I mean? Like you've got to find a nice middle ground. You've got to find a nice <laughs> middle ground. Right. The first one, gentlemen, is Tony Thorpe. I just keep thinking of Fort Park, the uh, amusement park. I've got nothing on this one. Fake, fake. Yeah, not a blue. What's the. Um, yeah, not a blue. Not a blue. not a blue. You're going with not a blue, lads. Yeah. Tony Thorpe is not a blue. Well done, gentlemen. Yes. Well done, gentlemen. Right, here we go. True blue or not a blue? Yeah. Simon Jeffels. 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 Jeffels isn't a real name. That's a sound. Come yeah, on. I'm going to say. <laughs> instant reaction is, I'm sure if we'd had a player called Jeffels, he would have heard a lot about it, yeah. <laughs> Gentlemen, oh, Simon oh, Jeffels, no. spelled J-E-F-F-E-L-S, was a Carlisle United player in 1992. <laughs> a defender, oh, in early fact. 90s. <laughs> early 90s on this one, gentlemen. And, Simon uh, Jeffels, that's... if you're listening. Did you play I many apologize. games for us? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't say that when I look at the squad. <laughs> I don't know. It was a part of the squad. <laughs> right. Ready? Yeah. Yep. The final one this week, gentlemen. True blue or not a blue? Tony... Hemmings. Yeah, he, he, I think so. It rings a bell. Go, we'll go True uh, Blue. Yeah, True Blue. We're going with True Blue for Tony Hemmings. And Tony Hemmings was a blue. Yes, he was. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> nice. True Blue. He was a, a blue in 2001. He was a midfielder. In fact, in the 2000-2001 season at Carlisle United. Gentlemen, thank you very much for playing Yay. True Blue or Not A Blue. Still can't not get too. that perfect game. No, not yet. Still can't we get that do. perfect we game. Will. We will. We will. You'll get it soon. And uh, you can join us next week here on True Blue or Not A Blue. Diddly diddly do. Right, gentlemen, let's dive into the match report. And uh, as we always do here on the match report, before we kick things off properly, I'll give you the Carlisle United starting lineup for the game, which featured Hoyley in goals, the return of Ellis, Morgan Feeney, Huntington Mellish, and Armour across the back line with Moxon Guy and Alfie McCallmont making his first start for the Cumbrians in the midfield, with Patrick and Garner being paired up front together and I believe that was that maybe is that the second time Garner and Patrick have started a game together for Carly United we were told I think yeah they started against Barra didn't they yeah yeah it's mostly it's mostly been you know Denison Gordon as one partnership and Patrick and Garner as another one so I don't I don't know if Simo's kind of maybe thinking that he wants them to develop that understanding (laughs) by you know frequently pairing them with the same person but yeah we, we have had Patrick and Garner start before yeah yeah and uh as we were told there was gonna be changes to the Carlisle United starting lineup um Liam did any of these particularly shock you uh did you think like Jack Ellis coming back was a bit of a surprise well it was a surprise but that's just because I didn't know he was fit um I think I, I, I didn't know like that, he? He doesn't yeah. like to let that thing go until after the game you know it was yeah. weird seeing Joel Senior dropped from the bench again, though. It seems like he either starts or isn't in the squad entirely. You know, it, it's like 
makes him only plays him when he has to play him, which is which isn't great because I quite like Joel Senior, but um, Jack Ellis, man, what a player he is! I, he's such a good, <laughs> good young player. I'm glad he's back. I, I honestly, until the lineup came out, I didn't know he was fit. Yeah, it was a bit yeah, of a no surprise, same. wasn't it, Wills? Yeah, expecting to see Senior there again. Yeah, would you say it's it's a bit of a thing with Senior, or is it just a case of, you no, know, he's been out for such a long time, nearly a year without football, you've just got to look after him a little bit more? Um, well, we've dis- I mean, with, with him not being in the squad, because we've discussed this before, and I think it's just that um, Simo doesn't feel the need to have a backup right back on the squad, maybe mm. because Whelan can be put in there, because it's... You know, you've got players on the bench who can replace, you know, one of two or three different players. If you've got a right back on the bench, um, if you've got senior on the bench, there's only one position he can come in on. So, you know, maybe that's the reason why, because you've got Whelan there who, even though I don't really fancy Whelan at right back, I would much rather see senior or Barkley there. Um, You know, you have got that player on the bench who can come in it, you know, in like about three positions, Whelan could come in on. So, we could come yeah, on. Yeah, obviously, in. reuniting Gala and Patrick up front. Will, yeah, is, 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 is that your favorite strike partnership, or have you, have you found your favorite strike partnership yet? Uh, um, you no, know, I think what, my... what do you like the combination of? Well, we since we haven't seen much of um, Dennis and Patrick together, but I quite like Dennis and Gordon, yeah. I yeah, think that so. shades it for me, but it's good to have these options because I really do like Garrett and Patrick, and I thought Patrick was excellent um, on Saturday. So, remember, do you say Dennis and Gordon for you as well? Yeah, I, I think my ideal partnership would be Dennis and Patrick. But if you if you if it's either Dennis and Patrick or no, if it's either Dennis or Go- and Gordon or Garner and Patrick, you've got to go with the one that scored more goals than anyone else in this. The uh, league, say Dennis, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, the man, the other man who was a part of the changes on the day was Alfie McCalmont, and he got things started really well for the Cumbrians. I believe it was in what the fourth minute yeah. of the game. Mm-hmm. There was a throw in down the line from Jack Armour, which was uh, stabbed away by the fullback Paul Huntington, hoovered it up into the air. It was headed forward by Owen Moxon, and uh, the defender just, you know, just sort of fluffed the header. Uh, I think he he was intended it to go back to the goalkeeper, but not enough power at all. And Alfie had a bit of work to do, and it was a nice finish, curled round the goalkeeper in to the bottom corner, nicely sort of rolled in to the bottom corner. Will, you were just behind the goal. You would have had a really nice view of when Alfie had his chance uh, to break forward. Did you think the opportunity was was, was as as straightforward as it looks here in the highlights, or was was, was he getting closed down quite quickly there and had a Um, lot to do? No, I mean... You know, there's always there's always work still to do when you're through on goal. But it was one of those where, as soon as he as soon as he pounced on that ball, um, we fully expected a goal. Didn't realize initially it was McCalmont, and you know, haven't seen him shoot before. So fortunately, you know, fortunately, he kind of like finished it nicely. If it had been someone like Dennis or Gordon, or Patrick or Garner, then. You know, you'd have as soon as you saw those goals coming, and yeah, just kind of 
almost started celebrating before it went in, but um, yeah, it was it was was one of them. <laughs> I mean, it's nice to see Carlisle get a bit of luck, and uh, Liam John Mellis didn't get much luck. Just a couple of minutes later, you would have had a much better view of this one. A crunching tackle starts everything from Mellish in the midfield when Patrick feeds the ball into Ghana. It's a nice one too. And then Patrick is in the middle and there's Mellish with, I mean, just, just loads of time and it, it bobbles, doesn't it? I mean, if you watch it, it bobbles and it's cruel. You can't blame the bobble for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Liam, you take it from here, mate. I mean, you had a much better view than I did. You definitely can't blame the bobble for that. I think it's just John <laughs> Mellish is extremely left-footed uh, when it comes to it. But uh, you look, you expect anyone that is a professional footballer to score that. And I absolutely love Mellish, but he missed one against Mansfield <laughs> and, he, and he missed one here as well. Two very clear-cut opportunities. I actually think it takes more effort to get that off target than to score it. Because I, I genuinely, put me in that position, I don't think I could get it to go that wide of the keeper, to curl it out like that. Like, that checks real skill to do and he's done it completely by accident. Uh, but yeah, I think it's it's just one of the moments. Every player has them where you, you know you miss a good chance or something like that. Yeah. And he he is a centre back <laughs> at the end of the day, so we shouldn't really be criticising him too much on missing a, a striker's opportunity. Uh, but it was attacking centre back. Don't forget your own pattern. Yeah, yeah of course, yeah, att- 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 attacking centre back. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> best in the world. Just get stuck in two minds though. Um, yeah, and it's just one of those things. If you know, it's it's an easy chance, but. If you if you fluff it, then it goes wide. It just seemed to like take his time to decide what to do with it, and then kind of like it had already gone past him, and he could only just kind of like prod it mm. wide. But you could see the look on his face afterwards. <laughs> in, in, oh, in, he was absolutely gutted. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I think as well, people will forget because it didn't go in. But that is absolutely unreal build-up play to make that chance. Like, they've been yeah. criticised in the last few weeks for not making uh, chances that could turn into goals. That was unreal sort of pass and play that led up to that Mellish chance. And I think if that had gone in, people would be raving about it as, like, goal of the season or something like that because some of the passes around the centre-backs were, you know, top-notch. And I think if we're creating those chances a lot more regularly, we'll be in a very, very good position. Mm. Well, Colchester seemed a bit out of sorts on the day. There was a huge build-up about them being the informed team in the division. And you could see when the full-time whistle went that Carlisle United, regardless of Colchester's league position, were taking their form incredibly seriously and really infatuously celebrated the victory in front of the Brunton Park faithful. Lads, yeah. What does this mean in terms of us and our league position now? How are you feeling in terms of that three-point gap now between us and Northampton and that two-point gap between us and Stevenage? Well, I know it, it, it was an absolutely vital win that we had to get with the form that we're on. And we've mentioned Mansfield and Stockport, you know, really catching up now. And, you know, in in the fight for the automatic promotion places. So um, it's down to get tight again. Um, So if we'd not won, we'd, you know, we'd really be kind of like in danger of 
of slipping out, but we've got a win. We've, you know, we've maintained a cushion. Got all these teams behind us have games in hand on us. Well, a game in hand on us, and then, um, yeah, and then well, I don't know. With Stephen Edge above us, we're only two points behind. I don't know if Liam wants to kind of cover whether we can kind of go go on better. Whether Stephen Edge will fall away. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't think they will. I, and as well, I don't. I'm not really worried about the three point gap to Northampton. I'm a lot more worried about the three point gap to Mansfield Town because they're, like, as I said before, I think they're the ones we need to be worried about. And it's only four points to Stockport County as well. Yeah, we've got a better goal difference than uh, than Mansfield. So even if they win that game in hand on us, they'll still be below us on goal difference. But they're the ones that scare me more than Northampton. Yeah, yeah, they've um uh, they've had some spells of poor form earlier in the season, so I guess we just have to hope that they hit one again. I mean, not we just have to hope we can hold them off, we can keep winning, but they are kind yeah. of gaining on us. So it'd be nice if they could hit a bit of another run of poor form. I think like I saw like Mansfield fans talking about whether Clough should get the sack earlier in the season. So okay. It's just that debate as to whether they're in a really good run of form now or they were on a really bad run of form at the the start of the season. You know, I I want to know what is the normality that we can expect and which is the sort of uh, abnormality sort of thing. I'd I'd, I'd love to see them go back to what they were, (laughs) but uh, I've got a feeling that that was just a bad start and this is the real Mansfield that we're seeing now. Yeah, I mean, the number of games left in the season now, um, any run of form... That you know that might be the run of form that you end the season on. So yeah, it's just who's the better team now. <laughs> it's a really us. important. It's been us. us. It's us. It's, been <laughs> yeah. us. Um, it's, it's a really important three points for Carlisle, and it's that time, gentlemen, where we would give our foxes feature man of the match. And like I said, Colchester were quite out of sorts. Uh, there was flashes of good stuff from the Cumbrians, but not necessarily uh, the most dazzling of displays. But for me, my Foxes feature man of the match has to be Alfie McCalmont's, the goal. And also it just sounded like on the radio, that's right, I had to listen to it on the radio, that he was the main spark for Carlisle United on the day. So I'm going for Alfie McCalmont's. Liam? Yeah, I'm going the same. I think even without the goal, he would still probably be the man of the match in a nil-nil draw. He was just everything that seemed to happen to come through him. And I think it'd be very, very difficult to sort of drop Jordan Gibson uh, when he comes back in. But yeah, uh, give it to Alfie McCallman. First start, first man of the match. I hope he starts again next week. Yeah, I think we might see him again next week. Wills, who's your Foxy's feature man of the match? Um, it was either going to be Patrick or McCallman, and I'm going to give it to McCallman. Um you know, like we say, you know, even besides the goal, I thought it was really, you know, lively in midfield, composed and just had a really good game. Um thought Thomas Holy had a really good game as well. I don't know if you want to kind of mention him, but not enough to be man of the match. But... Can I dispute yeah. that? Go on. Go on. <laughs> it's very, very easy for a goalkeeper to have a good game when you've got no shots on target against you. <laughs> I think it's very easy. And it, yeah, but it was catching, you know, the know, crosses I, that they put in. There was one. Um, it was actually a re- 
it was actually a really good cross <laughs> from Colchester. I think it was probably their best chance, even though it doesn't result in a shot on Tiger, because Holy had to kind of jump at full stretch to catch it. So like, if that's if Holy has to get has to jump at full stretch, then I know the one you're on about. And Akinde was lurking just behind to tap yeah. it in. Yeah, I do know the one you're on about, but I think if he's a yard back, he doesn't have to stretch for that, which is where he probably should have been. If he's a yard back, Akinde gets the no, shot. No, no, maybe. But I mean, I mean, <laughs> he didn't have to stretch the way he stretched to do to do that. I think if he'd have been slightly positioned just yeah. a little bit further back, I don't think he needs to stretch as much for that. Yeah, I think he. I mean, I think he's a big part of preventing shots on target because of the amount of balls that he claims in his area. I don't know though, because I think I think he's often <laughs> far too, he's too much he's too on his line for me to be a, a top keeper. Like think back to Mark Howard, because there's a lot recently where I've thought that he needs to be coming for them and he doesn't. That I know for a fact Mark Howard would have done. He's such a big guy. I think he needs to be doing it a lot more. Good to see him do it a lot more, maybe then. Yeah. Anyways, this is your man of the match. Apologies. <laughs> yeah. Holly's not my man of the match though, McCallum. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all agreed we've all agreed. It's like uh, you know, it's very rare, but we've all agreed on the Fox News feature, man of the match. It's uh, Alfie McCallmont. Uh, There's never been this much debate on a one where we've all on agreed an agreement. on the same player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, no one was right last week uh, when we did the predictions for the weekend results. And this time, we've all got a fair stab at it. It's uh, Carlisle United versus Crawley. We've already mentioned, or you guys already mentioned in the League 2 round of how poorly Crawley have been doing and the fact that they might be circling the drain. Hopefully, it's time for Carlisle to put a bit of a run together. Um, So I'm going to say 2-0 to Carlisle. Uh, that's how I'm gonna go. So I'm gonna write two nil next to my initial. Um, Liam, how are you gonna score it? I'd write that down again. I'm gonna do the same. Uh, two nil. Just improve two on this nil. week's result. If yeah. Mellish, just do the same, but get Mellish to finish his chances. Two nil. <laughs> yeah, Wills. And how are you gonna rate it? I, I think you two are being too pessimistic. I'm gonna go three nil to the Cumbrians. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really hope the fans down there. Yeah, would you expect yeah. to see Alfie stay in the team? Yeah, I think Alfie should start. Yeah, yeah, I think I think Alfie will start. I think Alfie I think will probably be and... Dennis and Gordon up front. I think, yeah, but I think um, it'll be it'll be unchanged behind the front two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, we're going to have to guess the lineup a little bit. And uh, oh, what a great segue into the final <laughs> uh, segment of the podcast. Yeah, player, yeah. That's right, it's time for guessing the player. Time to guess the player. The end of uh, so I've had to change the song a little bit, yeah. But um, yeah, it just says guessing the player a lot over and over again, man. Uh, it's still a banging tune, still a banging tune, lads. It's five nil to Wills. Uh, just in case it's your first time listening to uh, the podcast, the way we do guessing the player and the way we score guessing the player is that Liam and Wills go head to head. Uh, to guess a mystery former Carlisle United 
player. And if they get it on, um, was it clue number one? They get three points. If they get it on clue number yeah. two, they get two points. And if you get it on clue number three, they're only going to get uh, one point. Lads, I'm not sure what's going to happen if uh, neither of you get it. I'm not sure if there's going to be a rollover. <laughs> or, yeah, so, the, uh, so to the people at home, um, I haven't lost five in a row. I've only lost two. So <laughs> yes, I clarify. I helped clarify. Yeah, right. I thought like I helped clarify anyway. But there you go. You helped get over the line uh, at the very least. But uh, lads, this, this this is probably the most difficult one yet. Um, but don't worry. It's uh, it, it's it, it's in your age range, Liam. So it's it's nice. there or thereabouts. So um, you should be absolutely fine. Uh, it's time, gentlemen. For guessing the player, the first clue. Oh, it's, it's uh, Liam. It's your turn to guess first this week, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. It's Liam's turn to guess first this week. It's uh, the first clue this week, gentlemen. Is this player started his career at Manchester City? Kelvin Atuhu. And just like that, you can claw things back from the edge of defeat. It's 5 3 as things stand. Liam gets his first Grand Slam victory uh, straight in on the team. Uh, Just for the listeners out there, I did show both gentlemen the piece of paper that had Kelvin or two whose name written on it as soon as Liam uh, guessed it. Uh, The other clues were going to be this player is a midfielder with one Premier League goal to his name. And the last one was going to be this player retired at Carlisle United. Congratulations! Liam, you've smashed this one <laughs> out of the park. Will you? I get... loved Kelvin Atuhu. I loved yeah, him. Right. Kelvin, big Kelvin. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love this game. I love this game. It's a great game, and uh, lads, it's it's a great way to end the show. And uh, congratulations, Liam. Uh, you've managed to to get things a bit closer. I mean, next week you've got the opportunity to actually take the lead potentially. <laughs> Oh, you know, I'll, just I'll like be that. First. <laughs> you will be guessing first. You will be guessing first. But just like that, the opportunity will arise. And uh, gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you both here on the Blue Army podcast. And uh, there isn't really anything else left for us to do apart from saying bye for now. Bye. bye. <laughs>
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.